0: And a warm welcome to The Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold, and we are going to do a dive into John chapter 3 today. I love the words of Jesus, and uh, every uh, so often we get into this study, and it's always wonderful. My guest uh, today is Dr. Jarrett Stevens, and when he tells me he's glad to do the show, I believe him, uh, which is lovely because uh, I know I want to be honoring of people's time, and I, I want the teaching and training of God's Word to just marinate in your bones and Jarrett is the kind of teacher that does that for me. He uh, served as Champion Forest Senior Pastor uh, since 2021, which is in Houston, and we're going to discuss today the amazing conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Jarrett, welcome.
1: Thank you, Bill. Always a pleasure, and Uh, I mean it when I say thank you for having me on. I'm honored and always good to open up the Bible with your audience and talk about God's Word. And I'm really excited about looking at these words of Jesus here in John chapter 3.
0: Well, I know, and it's not something you say just to be polite. Uh, When you say that, I really know you mean it. And that just means so much to me. And then I turn around and get extra excited because I know that we're going to do some incredible teaching today. And I know that the, uh, the listeners at Faith Radio cannot get enough of God's Word. And I think believers are especially fond of the encounter that Jesus had with Nicodemus because it reveals that wonderful truth of being born again.
1: Well, you know, that's why I picked this passage today is I know we're thinking about, you know, what words would I want to pick from Jesus' earthly ministry? Uh, all of us know John three sixteen. 16. Uh, you know, we probably memorized it for those of us that grew up in the church as uh, children. It's probably the first verse we ever memorized that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We love that verse. But I tell you what, when you study the context of it and uh, how it was uh, the the state in which it was given by Jesus and to whom it was given, it just makes it that much more powerful. And so that's what I want us to focus in on and talk about today.
0: Oh, Jared, I smell a deep dive coming on John chapter 3, which just excites me. I'm getting out my pen and paper. Let's get started.
1: All right. Well, I would love to. You know, one of the characteristics that I've always loved about Jesus is He's always with people. Uh, he was just that was His earthly ministry is about people. I, I was told when I first called the ministry, uh, taking on the role of a pastor shepherd, that a shepherd sh- should smell like a sheep. <laughs> you know, that uh, <laughs> we gotta be, we ought to smell like we we need to be spending time with people and. This was certainly Jesus is the good shepherd, as he's referred to in scripture, and he he spent time with people. And so I love reading through the Gospels because you see Jesus interacting with broken people like the woman that was caught in adultery. You see him uh, interacting with the disciples who have questions and fears. And the interaction we're going to look at today is between uh, Jesus and a super religious person. And what I love about these encounters that Jesus makes with people, and you'll see this through the Gospels. If there was a big idea uh, that I would give uh, concerning uh, the encounters of Christ in the New Testament, I would say when people encounter Jesus, they are never the same. Uh, you look at the encounters with, that people had with Jesus, and after that encounter, they were never the same. Uh, we 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 have baptism shirts here, Bill, that when we baptize, Uh, here at the church we put them in shirts and they're in english and in spanish because we have a large spanish congregation here as well and it says never the same
0: Uh, Mm, we have that
1: in in spanish and uh, we give them those t-shirts so that they can wear them out in the community into school and it just testifies that they encountered christ and they've never been the same and that's what happens with this uber religious person uh, named nicodemus now i just want you to imagine i want our listeners to imagine what it would have been like Uh, to have been alive when Jesus physically walked the earth. You know, we should use our sanctified imagination. I like doing that. Uh, When you're reading the scriptures and just putting yourself in the place of the scriptures and, you know, we could take it a step further and just imagine what it would be like to spend an evening with Jesus. I mean, one on one, no interruptions, <laughs> uh, just just, you know, back and forth with Jesus. It'd be amazing. And that's exactly what we see taking place here in John chapter three. We get it. We get the opportunity. We get the chance to eavesdrop on a conversation and to read about an encounter that jesus has with this man named nicodemus and nicodemus is peppering him with questions and doing what i'm sure all of us would do if i if we were in the same situation i can tell you this if i had an evening with jesus i'd be peppering him with questions as well i would i would ask why he allows the bachelor to be on television you know i'd ask him important questions bill but <laughs> uh you know I, i'm sure i would uh, ask him though in all sincerity Uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. And I know for those listening, you know, we put ourselves in this situation. What would we ask Jesus? If someone was sick, we'd probably ask Jesus to heal that person or at least ask him, you know, how, how's the situation going to turn out? Or if we were confused about something, maybe we could ask him to give us a little clarity into the situation or maybe what, what it was that confused us that we read in scripture. Or maybe if we were afraid of something, ask him how that we could get over our fear or get past our fear. If we had a conversation with Jesus, I'm betting that we would do exactly what Nicodemus does here in, in, in John chapter three. And that is ask questions uh, certainly about what's weighing on our heart. And as we look into this, I think it's very important to recognize who Nicodemus was. Uh, Verse 1 says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And so that's important. Uh, It's important context uh, for this conversation. Uh, Nicodemus being a Pharisee, that tells us he was a religious man. Um, The word Pharisee, it means to separate. And so that was the whole idea. That's what the the Pharisees did. They separated from anything that was considered unholy. Uh, They were extremely pious, uh, very zealous about obeying the laws of God. Uh, The Pharisees would have been the ones that were leading in synagogue worship. They were seen as spiritual guides. They knew the law backwards and forwards. Most of the Pharisees, all of the Pharisees, would have had the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, memorized. Which, Bill, that's amazing to me because I've got four kids, and I, I call them by the wrong name all the time. Uh, you know, <laughs> they've got the first five books of the Bible memorized, and I have a hard time with the Pledge of Allegiance sometimes. All right. So, first mangled banner. So, if anybody has an appearance of it being all – of having it all together, it was a Pharisee. Uh, these men that you went to when you had tough questions in life, these were the men that were considered, uh, educated and distinguished. They were respected in society. Nicodemus was all this and more. And I say that because the scripture says he wasn't just a Pharisee, but he was a ruler of the Jews. So that means he was a member of the Sanhedrin. So think of this as kind of the Jewish Supreme court. There were 71 members of the Sanhedrin, uh, and Nicodemus was one of them. And so he was able to rule in cases, that had to do with Jewish law. And so I say all this to say from a religious and professional and spiritual standpoint, Nicodemus was at the top of his game. So Mm -hmm. he was uber spiritual, brilliant scholar, skilled in the laws of God, extremely prominent, well known. And the Bible says he comes to Jesus at some point during the night. Verse two says this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs, these miracles that Jesus was performing, that you do unless God is with him. Uh, Now, it's very interesting to me that Nicodemus comes in the night. We don't know why he came in the night. Uh, We don't know if he would have been, as a ruler of the the Jews, uh, embarrassed to be seen with Jesus during the day. Uh, You know, someone with Nicodemus's clout, maybe they wouldn't want to be seen speaking to Uh, Jesus, uh, you know, this street preacher, if you will, or maybe he was fearful of what others would think if they saw him with Jesus, uh, would that give Jesus more credibility than the Pharisees wanted to give him? Maybe Nicodemus just wanted some uninterrupted time alone with Jesus. After all, you know, Jesus was busy during the day. He was performing miracles and seeing these signs, as Nicodemus called them. No one could deny what Jesus was doing, his healing ministry, making the blind see the lame to walk. And so I tend to think that maybe Nicodemus just wanted some uninterrupted time uh, with Jesus so that he could have some of his questions that were weighing on his heart answered. And it appears that Nicodemus is very sincere when he comes to Jesus, very respectful. He calls Jesus rabbi, which shows respect, referring to him as a teacher. And he readily admits that there's something different about Jesus. By the acts that he's performing, the signs and miracles that he's doing, Nicodemus thinks God has to be behind this. He can't, he's having a hard time wrapping his mind around who this person is. And so look at how Jesus responds to Nicodemus. If you have your Bibles and you're reading in John 3, if you're just driving down the road, just listen to it. Verse 3 said, Jesus answered. And what's interesting is Nicodemus hasn't even vocalized a question yet. Uh, Jesus answers a question that was on Nicodemus's heart. And that's that more on that in just a moment. But he says, truly, truly, I say to you, um, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If I was if I was titling this Bible study, Bill, I think I'd call it question and answer with Jesus. Q&A with Jesus. I like that. Love about this is that Jesus answered a question that Nicodemus didn't even vocalize. It was a question on his heart. And this is the thing about Jesus is he knows what's on our heart. In fact, in John chapter 3, you know, this is something that's very interesting in Bible study. Your listeners will love this. This is incredibly brilliant. John chapter 3 follows John chapter (laughs) 2. And so (laughs) look at – but look at how John chapter 2 ends. Verse 24 says, but Jesus on his part – Did not entrust himself to them. That was the crowds, the people that were around him, because he knew all people. And so I just say that I, I pause right here to say, you know, just a word for those listening today. Jesus knows you and he knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows uh, what is, is is weighing in on your spirit right now, what you're struggling with, what your strengths and weaknesses are. He knows what gets you down, what burdens you're carrying. He knows the questions of your heart. He, he answered a question that Nicodemus didn't even verbalize. And Mom. I want listeners to know that Jesus knows them. Yeah. And uh, that's just so important for people yeah. to, to,
0: to know and take to heart. Mm-hmm. Doctor Jarrett Stevens is my guest. We're in the the words of Jesus and we're in John chapter three. If you just joined us, and I promise you're gonna wanna hear it from the beginning. So uh, make sure if you've missed any of this to start uh at the at the beginning on the podcast. Now, a couple of questions before we move on, Jarrett. Uh the chapter three vol- uh, following chapter two, was that part of your PhD work?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean you cannot get a, a, a <laughs> diploma without uh knowing that, Bill. Okay, you have good to- that
0: that's good. That's yeah. good. I'm glad I asked. And then also <laughs> when we talk about, uh, Nicodemus being a ruler of the Jews and a member of the Sanhedrin was, uh, Joseph of Arimathea also on that council Would they, would they have been colleagues and would they have, I would have loved to have heard some of their conversations.
1: Yeah, they would have been colleagues. And, um, I don't know if Joseph Arimathea, I'd have to look at that. I don't know if he was a member of the Sanhedrin, but certainly would have known uh, each other. Certainly would have been uh, a friend. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. OK. So amazing. God knows what's on his mind. He knows what he's thinking and he comes to him at night. So let's let's move
1: on. Yeah. Well, he comes uh, to Nicodemus and Nicodemus comes to Jesus in in the night. And and again, you know, we got to remember Nicodemus is this God fearing Jew. The kingdom of God was everything to Uh, not just the Jewish people, but certainly to the Pharisees. The kingdom of God represented all that they hoped for and dreamed of. It's what the prophets spoke of. It's what the scripture pointed to, that the Messiah would come with signs and wonders, and he would initiate the kingdom of God. And so when Nicodemus sees these signs that Jesus is performing, the question he has in his heart is, is the kingdom of God finally here. And that's why Jesus says to him, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what Nicodemus has been waiting on his entire life. And so he could be seeing in his day with his eyes, the fulfillment of all that he was taught as a boy and into uh, his teenage years and certainly growing into his years as a ruler of the Jews. And so in Nicodemus's mind, as a leader, he was a shoe in for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But here, Jesus is saying, You, unless you're born again, you don't have a chance at seeing the kingdom of God. And so this would have blown Nicodemus's mind because for him, he's kept the law and obeyed it with his whole heart. He was he was of the right descent and lineage. I mean, he had come from father Abraham. Uh, He was participating in the religious festivals, observing the holy days. He could check if he could check anything off the list. It would be that he was ready for the kingdom of God. But Jesus says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So this is what this is perhaps the biggest gut punch we see in all of Scripture. This was Jesus going pro- for the proverbial jugula- jugular ag- to Nicodemus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what Jesus did in one answer to a question that was really just in Nicodemus's mind and heart, again, he didn't verbalize it. But I'm telling you, he knocked the breath out of him. In fact, Bill, commentator Leon Morris said this, in one sentence, Jesus sweeps away all that Nic- Nicodemus stood for and demands that he be remade by the power of God. Wow. That gives me chills yeah so uh i'm telling you you know nicodemus uh jesus saying the kingdom of god is here it's right in front of you but you are wrong if you think your pedigree your resume your lineage your knowledge your religion is going to get you into the kingdom what gets you into the kingdom is a new birth you must be born again or another way to translate this is you must be born from above
0: Mm -hmm. so jared we're gonna we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, let's let's just talk about the, the misunderstanding that Nicodemus had because he was assuming it was a physical rebirth, and Jesus was talking about a spiritual one. Dr. Jarrett Stevens is my guest. We are in John chapter three. If you just joined us, and we're uh, talking about the discussion between Jesus and Nicodemus, we'll be right back. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, Faith Radio is celebrating 75 years of bringing faith to life. That's right. We are 75 this year. So to celebrate, we are giving away 75 Faith Radio birthday boxes packed with all kinds of fun things to help you grow in your walk of faith. And yes, celebrate with us. So we're going to be celebrating the birth and growth and future of Faith Radio all year long. And you are an integral part of the Faith Radio family, and so we want to send you a gift. How fun is that? This is our birthday song. It isn't very long. So to enter to win a Faith Radio birthday box today, come to Mm MyFaithRadio.com. I guess today is Dr. Jarrett Stevens, and we're in the words of Jesus, and we're uh, in John chapter 3 today, which I love, and I, I can't get enough of this conversation that Jesus has with Nicodemus, and there reaches a time in the conversation where Jesus says, you you need to be born again, and Nicodemus says, whoa, 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 how do I do that? Is that a physical rebirth? And Jesus says, no, it's a spiritual one from above. Jarrett, let's pick up from there.
1: Yeah, that, and that works. It, well, it does work, and and before we go on, you, you had asked before the break about Joseph of Arimathea, and I just during the break just did a quick uh, look. In Luke twenty three, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, so they would have been uh, part of the group. And John nineteen tells us that it was Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus that together uh, uh, helped bury uh, Jesus in uh, the borrowed tomb. So, uh, and what about
0: certain- and what about Paul too? Is he a member of the Sanhedrin?
1: Uh Paul would have been. Uh, okay, if I'm not. Myself. Yeah, um, uh, he was a, a Pharisee on the eighth day, so yeah, he, I think he would have been. I'll have to double check that too, Bill. Man, you're playing Bible trivia with me. I'm gonna have I know, to double into. That was a question That's from okay. uh,
0: uh, Jim, a listener. So, I can't take credit for that. That tough question.
1: Well, you we'll know, have lame, to look at that in the Jim. break. I'll, oh. uh, yeah, I'll do that. Well, picking up on John chapter three. Uh, Yes, the question was, uh, how can somebody be born again? Jesus says you must be born from above. And Nicodemus, he doesn't understand. It. Verse 4, you know, he's thinking of physical birth, just as you mentioned, Bill. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, this is not, you know, we shouldn't read ignorance into this question. Uh, I think it's very important to remember that. Um, Nicodemus is a brilliant man he just wants clarification he's trying to figure this out he's trying to wrap his mind around what he's just heard make sure he's heard it correctly born again how does that happen and Jesus answers him And uh, this needs to be underscored right here. We can come back to this later. But Jesus can handle our questions, you know, no matter how hard they are, no matter how silly we think they are. Jesus welcomes our questions and he can handle them. We just need to bring them to him. And so so Nicodemus says, how can this be? Verse five, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water in the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, you know, the terms water and spirit were often used together. Uh, In Old Testament scripture and whenever they're used, typically they were describing a spiritual renewal or spiritual cleansing. John Phillips is a commentator and he wrote about this water and spirit. He said water and spirit are not separate concepts, but a unified force where the spirit pours out cleansing, forgiveness and renewal as water. In other words, when one is born from above, he is purified and transformed by the spirit. And so you can look at places like Ezekiel 36 in the Old Testament where no doubt Jesus was leading Nicodemus's mind to where it speaks of what it would take place when the Messiah ushers in the kingdom that there would be a spiritual renewal there would be spiritual cleansing, he gives you a new heart and a new spirit that's ezekiel thirty six and when Jesus is doing this, he knows he he's 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 using terminology and language that Nicodemus would have readily understood and been familiar with, and so he's just drilling home at this point Nicodemus being born again is not something you can do. It's not something you can conjure up or achieve. It's not something you can control. Being born again or being born from above is something only God can initiate. It's something only the Holy Spirit can do. And and Jesus even illustrates this bill for us in verses 6 through 8 because he knew Nicodemus was having a hard time with this. He knew we'd have a hard time with it, so he illustrates it. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And he says, do not marvel what I said to you. You must be born again. Now, this is the second time Jesus said this. You must be born again. There's no other options if you want to be born into the kingdom of God. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Jesus is essentially saying Nicodemus being born again is not something that can be explained as much as it's something that can be experienced it's a miracle it's from above it's like the wind you don't see the wind but you see the effects of the wind just because you can't fit it in your little box just because you can't rationalize it with our minds doesn't mean that it's not possible or that it's not real (laughs) i was uh there's an old country preacher i grew up in Uh, Louisiana, my family's from South Mississippi, and uh, there's an old country preacher that used to say it this way. I don't understand how it is that a brown cow can eat green grass and produce yellow butter and white milk, but I like (laughs) butter and I drink milk just because you can't understand it doesn't mean it's not real. Mm, Love it. Yeah. And Jesus says, Nicodemus, listen, if you want the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And it's at this point that Nicodemus asked another question. This is why I call it Q&A with Jesus. Nicodemus says to him, how can these things be? And to me, this is the most critical part of the conversation. Uh, I, I love this because I think in this we see, uh, you know, the Bible so human. And we, sh- we see the sheer humanity of Nicodemus, a man who in the eyes of the world has it all. Status, influence, power, education, wealth. He has it all. And yet he's a man that deep on the inside is still searching. And I think that's such an incredible picture of people that we live with and go to school with and work with. People who seem to have it all, but they're searching on the inside. And this is, this is as real as it gets. Nicodemus, uh, he's the religious of the religious, but he knows that even he, with all his religion, is missing something on the inside. And I tend to think, Bill, this is why Nicodemus came to Jesus in the first place. Uh, I think his religion, and isn 't this true? I mean people listening to us, religion just being religious that 's so tiresome uh it 's exhausting uh you know especially the religion of Nicodemus teaching that our standing before God, and some people believe this that our standing before God is tied to what we do mm-hmm. uh to actions that we take to laws that we obey it 's like we live on this religious treadmill, and we can never take a break from it, never get off of it and that's just no way to live at all and i i think if we're honest you know people listening to this podcast right now that we're talking i bet we i bet there's a lot of nicodemuses that on the outside there are people that have it all but there's no peace with god on the inside they're religious you might be a good moral person you might do the right things the right ways people respect you look up to you this was nicodemus but the reality is Nicodemus had never been born from above. And it may be that somebody here is listening and you're religious, doing all the right things for all the right reasons, but you're empty on the inside. And what's missing is you must be born again. It's been said that every person that is born once will die twice. That's a physical death and then a spiritual death. But every person that is born twice will only die once. Because you're born physically and then born again spiritually. And so Nicodemus, he's just trying to wrap his finite mind around the infinite. And after a few questions for Jesus, Jesus finally decides to do a little role reversal and ask him a question. And we see that in verse 10, Jesus answered him and said, are you the teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. And the, the, the the reality is you can be brilliant and you can be bright and just like Nicodemus. But until the spirit of God removes the veil from our eyes and softens our heart, no one can respond to his grace. We will stay in spiritual darkness. And what has to happen is the miracle of the spirit of God unveiling eyes, softening hearts and and allowing people to be born again by his spirit. And all it takes is looking to Jesus by faith. Hmm.
0: Jared, I'm thinking of a particular broadcaster that I've always liked listening to, and he's extremely religious, a teacher of Old Testament uh, law. But then you ask him about life after death, and he says, well, um, because if you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. And that's what he truly believes. And I almost see a Nicodemus-type analogy between the two. Because you're not going to find a more well-studied individual teaching Old Testament who is ethical and honest, and you start to think he doesn't
1: get it at all. Yeah, and I want to ask, I want to ask that: How good do you have to be? Uh, how That's good a is great good?
0: Question.
1: How good do you have to be? How good is good? How do you know? Uh, you know, we we talk about this with other face. Uh, other face are spelled D O. The Christian faith is spelled D O N E uh, done uh, because it was accomplished not by anything that we do, but by what Christ did at Calvary. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, And does God grade on a curve? I mean, there's so many things you think God's grace is sufficient. Being born again is what God says, what Jesus said, we must do. We must be born again.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's just easier bill for us. uh, You know, it's it's so much easier. I equate it like this that if somebody told you to go jump rope ten times and if you as long as you don't mess up, you jump rope ten times in a row, uh you can have salvation. And you know what would happen? We would go over there, we jump rope, and we would we would do it, we would not mess up, and we'd go around going, Look at what I did. And salvation, you can't do that. You can't right. rob God of his glory because it's only what he does.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jesus is uh, is he confrontational with Nicodemus? You're Israel's yeah. teacher, and you don't understand these things. Te-
1: yeah. So what he's doing is he he's about to open up his mind. And again, Jesus was the greatest teacher in the world. And so what he does is in the following verses is he takes a an episode in the life of Moses. Again, these guys would have had the first five books of the Bible memorized. Nicodemus would have known this story backwards and forwards. And this is what Jesus begins to tell him in verses 11 through 15. Um, he says, truly, truly. Now, this is the third time Jesus has said that, truly, truly. And just for our listeners, the reason that that is the way that is in our English translations is because in the Greek, there's no original language. There's no emphasis. You know, I can't say, you know, uh, Bill is fast. Uh, Jared is faster. Uh, but the person listening to the podcast is the fastest. In the in the Greek language, they emphasize something, so they would just say, "You know, Bill is fast. Jared is fast, fast." But the the person listening is fast, fast, fast. They would repeat gotcha. it for Jesus. So when Jesus says "truly, truly," he's emphasizing here. It's essentially like he's he's you know when you used to get in trouble, your parents would call you by your first and middle name. Uh, that, that's <laughs> what he's saying. All right, he's getting yeah. his attention, and so he shares with him this story out of Numbers twenty-one. um, He says, uh, verse 11, and and Bill, I know we're going to go for a break here, so you just cut me off when we need to be cut off. Okay. But he says, I say to you, speak. we we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So he is, in a sense, being confrontational, and belief is the issue. Jesus uses the word belief seven times through the end of this discourse in John chapter 3. And at the end of the day, being born again is not a knowledge problem like Nicodemus would like to think it is. It's a belief problem. It's not just mental scent. It's belief from the heart. And so uh, Jesus, verse 13, he says, No one who has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. No one has ascended except he who descended, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... And this is that, again, he's just using what Nicodemus knew from the law. Numbers 21, mm-hmm. if people are listening. Just write it down and read it in your own time alone with the Lord. But the people of wilderness, Israel wandering in the wilderness, and they're tired, and they're complaining against the Lord. And so, you know, it's a great bedtime story for your kids. They were complaining, and so God sent venomous <laughs> snakes to bite them, okay? And, and, and many died. Uh, but... Uh, People repented in order to be healed of their snake bite. They had to they 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 fashioned a bronze snake and they raised it up on a staff and God commanded the Moses to put it on a pole. And if the people wanted to be healed from that snake bite, they had to look up on it. And so looking upon in the Old Testament and believing in in the New Testament were synonymous terms. So they had to look upon that staff in order to be healed. And in the New Testament, we have to believe in jesus in order to be spiritually healed and that's what jesus says the son of man must be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life and so jesus is just giving nicodemus in this little story he's just coloring in the pages if you will for nicodemus to saying here's how you're to be born again just as somebody was saved physically by looking up on that staff so too must you be saved spiritually born again by believing in looking upon the son of man who is lifted up and of course we know that as being lifted up on that cross
0: no understand.
1: and so, yeah
0: okay i'm sorry i cut you off
1: no no you didn't at all this is just what jesus was teaching right here uh about being born again it's 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 looking up upon and it's believing in and uh, what he's going to show in these verses that we'll look at here in just a minute is it's not by religious achievement, it's by simple belief, it's in trust in Christ.
0: Awesome. Dr. Jared Stevens is my guest. You can learn more about him at championforest.org, championforest.org. That's the church he pastors. We're going to take a break and come right back. If you have a question about John chapter three and the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, you're absolutely welcome. Text it over 877-933-2484. Be right back. This is Bill. I thought this interview was so good, I wanted you to hear it again. So enjoy.
1: It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive time, let's get it started. Jump in your car, yeah. what's for dinner? Yeah. It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arnold.
0: I'm back with Jarrett Stevens. We're in our uh, Red Word series, and we're focusing today on John chapter 3. And we're going through the story that Jesus uh, and his conversation with Nicodemus. uh, Some listeners have chimed in here, Jarrett. Just wanted to reference Ephesians 2 8 and 9, which is a powerful passage. For grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Great verse in Numbers 21. And also the question was, how uh, can someone who studies scriptures like um, Nicodemus miss salvation through Christ alone?
1: Well, it's very easy when you, you know, grew up as Nicodemus uh, did. uh, We can't fault these Pharisees and the Jewish people who, uh, you know, it's Christmas time, right? They're looking for a political messiah. Uh, They're looking for someone who's going to deliver them from uh, the occupation of Rome and establish uh, Israel as a national powerhouse. That's what they were looking for in their Messiah. And so when you have Jesus that comes on the scene, who is born in Bethlehem on the backside of nowhere, he wasn't born in Jerusalem uh, where the temple was or, you know, in Athens, the seat of intellect or Rome the seat of power born in Bethlehem uh, came from the Galilee of the Gentiles backwoods country uh Nazareth you remember Nathaniel asking anything good come from Nazareth you know everything about Jesus's ministry uh was the exact opposite of what they they thought uh he's initiating a spiritual kingdom they were looking for a physical political kingdom and so it was easy to miss it was yeah. easy to miss and uh you know and and, and that's just the that's just you you know the God of this age second Corinthians 4 4 has blinded the hearts and minds of unbelievers to keep them from coming to, from a knowledge of truth and so you know there's a there's a spiritual element as well that people living in darkness uh they don't like the light it exposes the darkness so they stay in the night so there's a lot of reasons that people stay in unbelief that refuse to believe in Christ by faith um you know it I, I like to equate it Bill sometimes for those of us who grew up in the church and we 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 grew up vacation bible schools and church camps and we know the bible inside and out it would be like somebody coming to us right now and saying hey uh there's a an, there's another way to god uh and it's this way and i mean that would be very hard if we grew up in a certain way to to just change like that I agree um you know it's hard enough, you know, for somebody, you know, I'm a Coke Zero fan. And if somebody wants to come up to me and say, Oh man, you should try Pepsi Zero, well I appreciate it, but I've been doing Coke. I'm loyal to Coke Zero. <laughs> I love Coke Zero. It's it's mm-hmm. my deal. And so yeah. I'm you know, so I'm it's gonna be hard for me to change to Pepsi Zero. Well, that's Coke and Pepsi. It right. doesn't I think about what we've been think about spiritual things that we've been right. taught entire lives as kids. So it's uh you know, um it's 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 easy when when this when the veil has been removed from our eyes and we see it one way it's quite another thing when you've grown up differently and uh, and so i empathize with those it's a good question uh but i empathize with those that uh, that have been raised in a different way they they need the same miracle we do but you know for like me who grew up in the church and had great parents who loved the lord i did i certainly didn't have some of those barriers and obstacles that many people do all right, Jared, we just
0: arrived now on the shores of John 3.16. Let's get there. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're
1: getting there, and and yeah. I want to answer the question about Paul. The Scripture tells us that uh, he we we never know. He never stated that he was a part of the Sanhedrin. Uh, Gal- the closest we have is Galatians one fourteen, where it says he was advancing in Judaism beyond okay. many Jews' own age. So we don't know if he was a part of the Sanhedrin or not. But going oh, back I to John that. Uh, Yeah, you bet. So, so look, it, you know, what we're saying, Nicodemus, it's not— it's not obeying the law. It, it, the way you enter the kingdom of God is by being born again. It's trust in Christ. You know, John 1 is a great verse this time of year. Uh, John, just speaking of the light coming in darkness. And John 1 tells us, but to all who received Christ, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And we were born, verse 13 of John chapter 1 says, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Um you know we we only have this one conversation uh between nicodemus and jesus truthfully we don't know what happened that evening um maybe maybe uh nicodemus did end up putting his faith and trust in christ uh many people believe this because when we run into nicodemus there's two other times that we see his name mentioned one is in john chapter 7 where the Pharisees are wanting to bring Jesus in and arrest him, but it was Nicodemus who stood up, citing the law. This is John 7, 52, and he gave Jesus an out. The other time we see Nicodemus in Scripture is what we mentioned uh, a, a few minutes ago, and that's in John chapter 19, where he's with Joseph of Arimathea, and they ask Pilate for permission uh, to bury the body of Jesus, and it's Nicodemus that cares for the body Uh, of jesus after he had been put to death and so it's just interesting to me that the first time we meet nicodemus he comes to jesus in the middle of the night the next two times we see jesus john 7 and john chapter 19 uh we see nicodemus standing publicly in defense for jesus Mm -hmm. so i think that um i think that this conversation um I think it changed his life. I I really do. And, of course, we get to John 3.16, which is, you know, the most famous scripture in all of the Bible. And uh, that, of course, is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. And, you know, there's so much in that verse, Bill. I wish I had time uh on this uh podcast uh, to just to just open up uh and study the whole hour just John 316 uh because we could look, we could look at that verse and there's so much in it um just the uh, incredible promise that is given uh the incredible uh hope that is given uh there's just so much in this verse and so maybe you know, another time, uh, we can come on and just look at John, uh, 316, you know, just that verse because it really, uh, something else. But, um, you know, I would encourage people who are listening to put their name there, uh, you know, for God so loves whatever your name, because this is very personal right here. Uh, the Puritan pastor, Richard Baxter, uh, if you memorize this verse in the Uh, King James, is uh, whosoever, right? And Richard Baxter, the Puritan pastor, talked about that word whosoever. And he said this, I I think you'll like this, Bill. He said, I thank God for that little phrase, whosoever, for had the Bible said if Richard Baxter would believe, I would suppose that he were referring to some other Richard Baxter. But because (laughs) he said whosoever believes, I know he's talking about me as well. I love it. yeah, you know, um that that's that's amazing uh and and beautiful uh just uh that you know God gives his only son uh it's picturesque of Genesis chapter 22 when Abraham marches uh Isaac up Mount Moriah which incidentally Mount Moriah is the same exact mountain as Mount Calvary, same exact mm-hmm. mountain where the temple is where all those sacrifices would be made through the years and if you remember he blesses Abraham because he says on two different occasions in Genesis 22 because you have not withheld your son your only son and so you know um uh, Nicodemus would have heard this language yeah. he would have been very familiar with him Jesus is speaking a language that he understand that he, that he could understand and it's just so powerful that Jesus yeah. gave his only son that he love he so loves not just the world but he loves you it's personal uh that he gave his only son and we talk about uh just giving um and and how important it is i was in my time alone with the lord recently and just thinking about the responses to christmas mm-hmm. and, you know micky and joseph they obeyed that was yeah, their indeed. response Uh
0: Jarrett, we're going to take a short break. Be right back. Dr. Jared Stevens is our guest. We are in John chapter 3, talking about the amazing conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Be right back. Receive a daily email featuring a scripture graphic. Sign up for this first of the day email at myfaithradio.com. says we are talking about John chapter 3 and Jarrett, you might have uh, you know casually said that you'd come back and talk about John 3, 316 for a full hour and boy you said it cuz you just got booked there's no getting out uh, of it well, now
1: I'd love I'd love to do it because it's so it's so full i was just saying you know before we went to break it, it's you know that that talking about God gave you know in the season of giving uh right. you see in the christmas story uh You know, Moses, Mary and Joseph obeyed. That was their response to to this message of Christmas. You see the angels worship glory to God in the highest. That was their response to this Christmas. Uh You see the shepherds went and told the good news. That was their response. And then you see the wise men gave. And so, you know, it's just a, I was just thinking about it. in my time alone with the Lord, you know, God gave to us. And then as a response of worship, we give in return. But what I want to finish up on is just this lesson out of Nicodemus's life. We we get this incredible, you know, uh, John 3, 16 verse, but what are some lessons we can learn? And I just like, as we close to, to, to give two lessons that we learned from this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. The first one is, if, you know, when we encounter Jesus, if you really want to encounter him, Come to Jesus in sincerity. I think that's important. Uh, that's what Nicodemus did. He came as a sincere seeker. He wasn't, you know, he didn't come looking for answers with his mind already made up. He came sincerely and wanted to know answers to some things that were weighing heavy on his heart. And I would encourage anybody listening to us today that when you come to Jesus, come the same way. Jesus never turns away people who are sincerely seeking him. In fact, the scripture says, Proverbs twenty you'll seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart uh proverbs 8 17 i love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me um matthew 7 7 ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you and so i just encourage those uh that are listening you come to jesus in sincerity and chances are highly likely that you'll find what you're looking for i should say find who you're looking for if you have questions jesus can handle your questions for the Christian, this is why uh, I will always say this. I probably sound like a broken record sometimes when I come on here, Bill, because your time alone with the Lord is everything. And um, when we get alone with our Bibles, we bring our questions to Jesus. We sit before him with his word open before us. And when we do this, Jesus will read our hearts just like he read the heart of Nicodemus that day. And so uh, as we, we talk about witnessing to our friends uh, we don't have to have all the answers. We just need to encourage them. Hey, you you bring a sincere heart to Jesus, and Jesus will do the rest. Uh, and so that's one thing we learned from Nicodemus. And then a second thing that we learned from him is come to Jesus in humility. Uh, you know, the only person that Jesus is going to turn down is the one who refuses to admit that they need him. And I love this narrative because when Nicodemus comes to Jesus, he welcomes him with open arms uh, we didn't read anywhere in this text. Jesus he, Jesus didn't say, Well, Nicodemus, it's about time you swallowed your pride and come to me. Right. You know, uh, he didn't say that. He didn't say, Oh, you know, the religious know it all doesn't really know it all. Huh? <laughs> me out, I guess I have time. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. He didn't say, Nicodemus, you're coming to me in the night? Are you, what, are you scared to be seen with me? If you want to talk to me, meet me at the town square tomorrow at noon. Right. You know, Jesus didn't do any of those things. He didn't put Nicodemus down. Uh, he didn't he he wasn't put out because he was interrupted after a long day. No, instead, Jesus welcomed him with open arms, was patient with him, answered all of his questions because he loves Nicodemus. And Nicodemus approached him in humility. I tell people all the time, you know, the only way you'll ever get the stiff arm from God is if you come in pride. Um, but he will never stiff arm you when you come humbly before him and so if you want your life uh, to truly be changed if you want it to never be the same you come to jesus in sincerity i mean he knows your heart anyway he knows what you want anyway he knows what you're going to say before a word's on your tongue Mm -hmm. so you might as well be honest with him and come sincerely before him now you don't want to be disrespectful we're to fear the lord with a holy fear but we come not trying to put on a show not trying to be somebody that we're not and we come in humility humility Saying, you know what, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I don't have all the answers, uh, Lord. I am, I am weak, and I need you. And that's what Nicodemus did. He came in sincerity and he came in humility, and he was never, ever the same. And so these words of Jesus in John chapter three, they're powerful words that uh, you know speak to our heart even today. And I would just encourage anyone uh, listening. That if whether you're a religious person and have it all, but you're empty on the inside, like Nicodemus, approach Jesus in sincerity, humility, uh, and ask him to be the Lord of your life and get off that religious treadmill, trying to do everything right. And simply look to him by faith, by Mm. faith uh, and and trust in him. And, uh, you know, I was given an illustration one time, Bill, of the difference between uh, belief. And and trust, and this is what Jesus calls for. He calls for a belief that is a belief from the heart. It's a trust. And the illustration was, you know, if there was a a tightrope spread across, you know, two buildings downtown, and you walk a wheelbarrow across that tightrope, and a crowd sees you, and they see you walk that wheelbarrow across, and you say, do you believe I can walk this wheelbarrow back across? And they saw you do it once. Surely you can do it again. They say, yes, you can do it. And then you say, okay, who's going to get in the wheelbarrow? Uh, That's a different that's a different story. Whoever gets in the world, <laughs> trust, not yeah. just merely the people. And that's what Jesus wants. It's not just mere intellectual assent. It's not knowledge. Nicodemus was a brilliant man. What he wants is simple faith in him. And the Bible says, whoever believes in him, whoever trusts in him from the heart, will not perish, but have everlasting life.
0: Mm, Jared, so good. I know this uh, someone that came sincerely today to Faith Radio to tune into this program which is live radio, by the way, we're not a podcast, but the podcast is available right after the show. Um, Not to make you nervous, but you were on live radio. Um, Yeah, I do. do. (laughs) But there are people that we want to encourage tonight uh, to say yes, to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and to say, I want to give Christ my life and surrender my will to his and let him be the authority in my life in Jesus' name. All right, Amen. Jared. thank you so much for doing on, doing the show. Once again, it's great to have you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Anytime, I'm sorry my schedule was a little crazy these days, but I'm, I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah. And anytime, you'd let me know.
0: Thanks so much. Dr. Jared Stevens has been my guest. That's our show for the day. I hope you have a great night.